Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CAF America Radio Network, a production of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. As the leader in global giving, CAF America offers more than 20 years of experience and expertise to corporations, foundations, and individuals who wish to give internationally and with enhanced due diligence in the United States. Through its industry-leading grant management programs and philanthropic advisory services, CAF America helps donors amplify their impact. This show is dedicated to these donors and the charities they support. CAF America is uniquely positioned to serve as the bridge between these important partners and transforms vision into meaningful action. Guests on the CAF America radio network are leaders in their field who share tips for success and stories that inspire. Our host is Ted Hart, the CEO of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 914-338-0855. After the show, you can find all of our podcasts at CAFAmerica.org. Don't forget to dial 914-338-0855. Now, welcome the host of the CAF America Radio Network, Ted Hart. And welcome here to the latest edition of the CAF America Radio Network. Very exciting here to celebrate Nelson Mandela Day. Uh, Carolina Mizick uh, is the UNDP Project Manager for the Post-2015 Platform for Philanthropy uh, and is a, a CAF America Strategic Partner. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome her here live on the show today. Uh, Carolina, welcome to the CAF America Radio Network. How are you? Hi, Ted. Thank you very much, and hello to everyone and to you. It is terrific to have you here on the show. Now, you facilitate the conversation between philanthropic foundations and UNDP about global sustainable development and poverty reduction. Very, very important work. I want to jump right into uh, the topic of the day, though. Why does the United Nations mark July 18th as Nelson Mandela International Day? Uh, the UN uses uh, the occasion of Nelson Mandela's birthday to commemorate uh, his achievements and contribution as a um, as a freedom fighter and um, a human rights lawyer um, on the 18th of uh, July. Without a doubt, I think uh, all of us uh, listening today uh, consider Nelson Mandela to be one of our greatest human icons. Uh, what he uh, endured and how he was able to lead his nation uh, with uh, such a strong spirit of collaboration um, to bring his his country uh, out of apartheid. Um, really quite an amazing story. And the work that you're doing um, to ha- bring up, up about a global initiative to engage foundations and civil society partners in a dialogue on global development. How is your work uh, and the initiative that you're involved with inspired by the spirit of Nelson Mandela? Well, Nelson Mandela was, um, uh, I would say, not only uh, the citizen of South Africa, but uh, but he was uh, the citizen of the whole world. Um, the, the role he, he has been the role model for all of us, uh, not just as a freedom fighter, but as a humanitarian and uh, human rights lawyer, as I said. Um, he contributed a great deal in conflict resolution, in race re- uh, relationships, 
um, but also in promoting um, rights of vulnerable, especially of women and children, and not just. And he inspired, inspired people not just in South Africa, but around the world. So this is the reason why the UN um, has agreed to uh, recognize his contribution and call the 18th of July uh, the International um, Day for Nelson Mandela. Now these values um, that I have mentioned: freedom, democracy, human rights. Um, uh, poverty reductions and um, fighting for the poor and those who are vulnerable is really what the UN stands for. And um, uh, our work here at UN Development Program um, works with philanthropic foundations whose role um, as international grant maker has been grant makers have been increasing steadily over the last years is very important, not just um, um, as development partners. Um, uh, in in the United States, but the, but but around the world, and uh, what we have been doing uh, within my initiative is to bring philanthropic foundations to um, a global initiative which is called uh, Sustainable Development Goals. Um, uh, Sustainable Development Goals will replace Millennium Development Goals by the end of this year when these ex uh, expire. And they um, define what are, what are the big global development challenges for the next 15 years until 2030. Um, uh, they are extremely important not just for um, the UN and for, uh, for governments, for government, but for all of us, including foundations, civil society uh, organizations, and generally people around the world because the global um, challenges are so big and complex that we can only um, uh, uh, really effectively address them if we work together. And um, my initiative um, is about working and bringing philanthropic foundations to work with the UN and governments in uh, achieving sustainable development goals. And um, we are doing it uh, in, in a number of countries around the world. Well, we certainly are inspired by the energy that you and your team uh, bring to these goals. Uh, CAF America, as the leader in international grant making uh, here in the United States, um, takes very seriously uh, the values uh, that are brought forward by the United Nations and certainly in celebration of, national, uh, of the International Nelson Mandela Day. I, I love the fact that you place him in the category of a global citizen because there, I think there's a growing uh, number of global citizens, people who think of the, the world as a whole and, and creating a better world. And certainly you're one of those uh, people who are looking to bridge what might have been seen as very separate um, approaches or engagements uh, by bringing foundations and civil society partners and others together around the dialogue on global development. How would you say um, sort of early on in, as we move as you said, from the Millennium Goals to the Sustainable uh, Development Goals, um, how would you say that uh, that dialogue um, is succeeding, or is there still a lot of work to be done? Well, there is definitely still a lot of work to be done, but I think we have achieved a great progress. Um, for those uh, that work uh, in development uh, uh, community, not just the UN, but civil society organizations and uh, um, uh, social activists and so forth, and are uh, familiar with the Millennium Development Goals, I, I think would agree with, with, with me and with us uh, that uh, the Millennium, the MDGs, 
um, has been a great success because for the first time ever, they really, um, the world leaders, and um, very effectively put uh, together uh, a framework that um, that um, um, talks and and um, and uh, creates actions around poverty reduction um, around the world and actually. Uh, uh, create a big global coalition against uh, poverty poverty allevi uh, alleviation, and this had and this happened in 15 years ago in 2000. Uh, Millennium eight Millennium Development Goals was not just about poverty reduction and hunger, but also about uh, uh, gender empowerment, about um, maternal health and um, child mortality. Um, these eight goals uh, um, has been. Uh, uh, picked up not just by the uh, government, but also a, a, a huge group and growing group of civil society organizations. And we have learned a lot from this experience. Uh, the Millennium Development Goals have uh, uh, progressed a lot in terms of its targets and, um, uh, and indicators, but we have not achieved all, all, uh, all the goals. Um, and um, when we right now are debating the Sustainable Development Goals, which will replace um, the MDGs, we are um, we we promise ourselves that we need to complete and finish the jobs of uh, the Millennium Development Goals, as well as um, bring new challenges uh, or address new challenges which are there today, um, such as, for example, uh, promoting uh, peace and freedom. And this is what um, connects us very closely with what we are talking about uh, uh, today uh, about Nelson Mandela. Actually, the Millennium Development Goals. Uh, has not really uh, addressed the issue of conflict resolution effectively. And this is what Sustainable Development Goals does. Sustainable Development Goals, and there are 17 goals, um, uh, and one of them, goal number 16, is about um, uh, conflict resolution and uh, promotion of peace. Um, and um, there are other goals within the SDGs, such as, for example, um, uh, addressing uh, domestic violence, um, as well as, for example, looking into the quality of education that has not been addressed in the MDGs. And today, 15 years down the road, we know that these um, issues are critical to actually, to actually uh, effectively deal with, uh, with the symptoms of poverty, not just the, not just the sort of, uh, sorry, symptomatic causes, but the roots of why poverty happens in the first place. And I think one of the the, the the biggest uh, challenges here, of course, is, um, as you mentioned, these are very big goals. They're global goals. It's going to take a lot of uh, working together to be able to affect any of the goals, let alone um, all 17 goals. Uh, but I think one of the biggest challenges is the work that, that again, you're engaged with, that the CAF America supports and so many others are engaged in, and that is creating the capacity for collaboration, unprecedented global uh, uh, collaboration um, in search of solutions uh, and in search of a better life for human beings on this planet. Yes, absolutely, and um, uh, and I think the uh, uh, not, it's not just about sustainable development goals, but we uh, we acknowledge that these uh, that issues such as poverty, that issues such as domestic violence against women and so forth, or women or uh, uh, gender inequality cannot just be solved by governments. They, they can be solved um, only if we work uh, together. The government, business, civil society organizations, as well as just people on the streets, we all have to be engaged. 
because these issues are very interconnected and so, uh, because of the globalizations we are becoming even more interconnected than ever before in the in history um, and that's that's why uh, we we're trying in this unprecedented manner to bring philanthropic uh, organizations and grant makers because essentially we know that they have not really been very much involved in the uh, Millennium Development Goals and although many foundations around the world worked um, uh, on issues such as water or, or women or, or poverty as such, they have not really been uh, um, connected to this conversation about the MDGs. But um, um, there are a lot of opportunities and benefits from being involved uh, and engaged with the government and uh, multilateral organizations such as UN um, in working on, develop on sustainable development. Um, and um, we're trying as, uh, as the uh, initiative to communicate to foundations what are these benefits from collaboration and working with us together and how can foundations effectively engage with us. And what are the challenges that you that you are learning in the dialogue that, that you've had in the work that, that you've done in this area so far in terms of pushback from foundations, concerns about foundations? What, what are you hearing from the philanthropic side in terms of their willingness to be engaged or their concerns about being engaged or their feeling of being disengaged? Well, uh, philanthropic world is very diverse um, uh, and um, very diverse and, um, and, and very vast, not just uh, in the United States but around the world. We know, very, uh, we know the philanthropic sector in the U.S. probably the best from all the countries thanks to very good data which exists in, um, in, uh, in the U.S. Um, and data banks, but we know very little about uh, philanthropy in, in emerging countries beyond the fact that the sectors, that philanthropy as such is, uh, is growing very fast. Uh, but there is not very much value around what philanthropy does because, uh, again, there's no information about who does what in, in, in philanthropy. And, um, uh, and we work with uh, those who are enthusiastic Basically, uh, engage with us and um, and say yes, we want to be involved and and um, uh, we want to uh, be part of this initiative. And we also uh, have discussions with skeptics, and there are a lot of them. I mean, uh, just for uh, for um, it's I think uh, quite generally accepted that the UN is perceived not just by foundations but many organizations around the world as, as a very bureaucratic uh, organization, sometimes seen as even an ivory tower. And this kind of perception we uh, would like to, well, we, we, we face it and we would like to address because the UN, um, uh, what we need to do and what we have been doing for the last few years is trying to really seriously open up to partnerships and, and uh, uh, all the other organizations and see how we can effectively forge these partnerships uh, which will not just uh, benefit the UN but which will be win-win for all the partners involved. And in order to have these partnerships which will work for all the sides and all the partners, we really need to understand what it is that philanthropy would want from us, where is it that they see uh, UN as a, uh, as a valuable partner and how these partnerships can work. Uh, as an intergovernmental organization, the UN it has a very broad mandate 
So we address many issues, uh, ranging from human rights to uh, conflict uh, prevention to, to women and uh, climate change. Uh, foundations for START work on a very uh, typically narrow focus uh, on, on, on a selected themes and selected and thematic basis. And um, uh, being able to come together with such different uh, mandates um, and such different operating models is a challenge, that's true. But if we do manage to um, find common objectives and find ways of working together, the benefits can be huge. And we have already seen the first results. And we're going to just take a very quick break. When we come back, we want to hear about some of those results. And uh, if uh, uh, you can also share with us some concrete opportunities for philanthropic engagement and collaboration um, as uh, we move towards the, uh, the sustainable uh, goals. And we're live here with Carolina Mizek, who is the UNDP Project Manager for the Post-2015 Platform for Philanthropy, and even more importantly for us here at CAF America, a strategic partner of CAF America. And we will be right back. Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at CAFAmerica.org. If you're listening today, our phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 914-338-0855. Now, back to the CAF America Radio Network and our host, Ted Hart. And we are back here live and really thrilled to have Carolina with us uh, here today. So just before we went on uh, that brief break, you were uh, starting to uh, move towards sharing with us some concrete examples of uh, how philanthropy can be engaged in even a case study. Yes, um, thank you. Uh, so just let me just start by saying that uh, uh, at the UN uh, some time ago we have uh, perceived foundations, philanthropic foundations, as, as pretty much uh, sources of uh, money and funds. And this was a big mistake uh, because when I actually started working on this project uh, four or five years ago, um, I came, I joined the team and I, and I noticed that all these projects which uh, just gave, um, which just treated foundations as uh, check writers, they didn't really yield much results or they didn't really have long-lasting uh, impacts. They were just uh, small uh, initiatives which didn't uh, create uh, uh, any uh, results. And then we, we had a lot of discussions, a dialogue with a number of foundations about how can we change this approach to really come up with meaningful partnerships for results. And what we see today is that, uh, we, and we recognize within the UN, is that foundations are a source of many other assets than just uh, capital. It's, uh, foundations for most are very innovative. Um, they are fast movers compared to the UN. Um, they, are, um, they are very flexible. Uh, their funding is, uh, is not tied to this very often what we call a uh, multi-year funding framework, which is very inflexible and uh, static. So foundation, uh, and, and they are very good networkers. They, they are very um, uh, well connected at various level, at community uh, uh, level, with various types of grassroots organizations. And we lack this uh, connection uh, very often at the UN. So having part, uh, uh, partnering with the foundations really brings us uh, a lot of new uh, opportunities. 
Um, and this is what, with this in mind, we started working in, um, in five countries, in um, Kenya, uh, in Colombia, Indonesia, and we are actually pro uh, just about to start a relationship with foundations in Ghana next week, in Accra. And what we, are try what we, are, what we have done already, in, in, for example, in Kenya, is that we brought uh, the government together with foundations and uh, civil society organizations around the table and ask the government um, what are their plans with regard to uh, implementation of, uh, of sustainable development goals, what are the national policies that address the issues of, um, of uh, inclusive growth, jobs, um, environmental protections and so forth. And this was important to have uh, foundations in the room because um, they, have, they have heard what the government of Kenya is planning uh, within the next uh, five and ten years. And this long-term perspective is very important uh, for um, achieving scale and for understanding of actually who is who in the field. Because what foundations appreciate is to, to see how their very innovative, however small-scale projects can actually be leveraged and um, replicated at the national scale. And, um, and this is what happened in, in, in Kenya. We have been, for example, working specifically with the Ministry of Education that now is trying to see how can they forge a national partnership, partnership with uh, civil society and other organizations to improve um, or to reform its uh, sectoral plans and become and, and have the education at the primary level, not looking at just the enrollment uh, ratio, but at the quality of education. And what we have found out uh, is that actually philanthropic education, including national nascent Kenyan foundations, already have some excellent um, experiences about this from the field. So um, there was a very dynamic conversation that took place in, um, in November last year in uh, Nairobi uh, between the government of Kenya and uh, foundations there. How could, they part, how could they work together to make sure that in the next uh, round of the next reform of education, um, the indicators for which evaluate quality of the education, including at the subnational level, at uh, in primary schools uh, will be featured in, at, uh, at, the, at, these, uh, at these plans. And, um, and as a result, both the government is very pleased with this partnership and foundations as well, because their valuable experience has been now uh, or is being replicated uh, at the policy level. Well, this sounds like a, a true partnership in that there are multiple levels of expertise that are brought together. It's not just, as you said, it's not just the funding. It's not just the, the, uh, the, the checkbook. And, of course, CAF America uh, being uh, uh, the leader in international grant-making protocols and helping philanthropists and corporations and others support projects uh, around the world. It's that kind of partnership that we really value, and we know that the hundreds of donors that we represent who are looking to make a difference around the world and looking to be um, engaged in important philanthropic works of all sorts 
um, that is a very positive advance. And, and again, I'm going to say I think the work that you're doing is extremely important, but I think that, that the very dialogue that you're creating, the new platforms for collaboration that, that you're creating are unprecedented, and it's only through that kind of work that uh, the new sustainable development goals uh, have any chance of showing progress um, as we uh, we move uh, into the future for a better planet, uh, for more human beings to be successful. Um, I wanted to um, sort of wrap up. We only have a couple minutes uh, left here on the show, but um, CAF America and UNDP are strategic partners on the SDG platform. What role do you feel going forward beyond what we've discussed today will be the identifying factor of international grant making in the success of the SDGs? Uh, yes, um, I think that, um, like you mentioned, Ted, um, uh, CAF and UNDP have the strategic partnership, and uh, just using this opportunity, what we would like to see is um, is uh, um, taking this dialogue from that global level, which can be slightly abstract, into national level, and this is where all the action happens. And we've been talking about possibly working in a number of countries where both CAF and UNDP have their presence and see how um, we can bring the, um, uh, your, your partners and our partners together around specific goals um, that uh, also relate to the SDGs. Um, and uh, we, we already mentioned that uh, the SDGs are possible be, be, thanks to partnerships, but SDGs will be also successful only um, at the when the action, if the action is actually created at the at the national and subnational level levels. And well, that's where these Carolina, uh, partnerships. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to wrap things up there and and agree with you um, that it is on multiple levels, but it is that that local level that foundations and philanthropists can be so helpful. Working in partnership with people like you, Carolina, it's wonderful to celebrate today national. Uh, international Nelson Mandela Day and to celebrate the very important work uh, that you and the UNDP are doing in this uh, post-millennial uh, world and trying to move forward towards a brighter future. So thank you for being our partner. Thank you for building a, a brighter uh, platform for philanthropists to be successful. Uh, today, this is the CAF America Radio Network. And Carolina, thank you for being my guest here today. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Cap America Radio Network. Tell all your friends and colleagues to check out our production schedule. Sign up for our free newsletter and download our iPad and iPod-friendly podcasts at capamerica.org. Thanks for listening to the Cap America Radio Network.